0: all right here we go coast to coast combat hour for tuesday february 2nd first one of uh, february uh, ed carbajal here as always with matthew hawkins uh this is the coast to coast combat hour brought to you by allaccessmma.com make sure you check out all access mma for uh, all the mma news coming Especially this week with the UFC's return to the Apex and uh we got uh some bare knuckle on Friday. Uh the fights are coming back, Matt. So uh we might as well start getting ready to rev up the show again here.
1: Yeah, exactly. UFC returns after a little bit of a, what was it, two weeks off or something like that. And uh and then and then BKFC makes their return uh from what was it uh, December was their last show. So yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, got forward to look forward to that. Um, this past weekend, we didn't have a whole lot of action. Uh, was the lucky recipient of a free stream of glory 77. Mm -hmm. So I caught that. That was kind of cool to go back and relive, uh, some of the kickboxing stuff that I hadn't kind of fallen back on a little bit. It's, uh, it's died out a tad here in the United States. And obviously with COVID, um, you know, there's no glory USA shows. Everything is, uh, on the other side of the the world, but um, on that event, uh, Rico Verhoeven, who was the who was the heavyweight champion, uh, had his initial title fight with uh, Jamal Bin Sadiq canceled. He, uh, as a true champion, uh, on last minute notice, basically jumped into their four man Grand Prix and walked his way through that. So uh, finishing with a uh, first round knockout in the final. Uh, Verhoeven, absolute animal. He's flirted with the idea of coming to MMA. I uh, would be a, one of those guys that uh, if, if learned takedown defense could definitely cause some problems, especially with the way he fights, He uses his length real well. I'm not sure how familiar you are with him. I, I think you've seen him fight a few times, but um, yeah, tre- tre- tremendous length and strength and, and just, you know, huge fight IQ as well. Um, so that was the kind of the highlight there. Cedric Dumbay, uh, won his title, uh, over grown Heart, uh, defended his title, second round knockout. Those were really the big highlights along with the, uh, Tiffany van Seuss returned to glory. And she also defended her title. So fun night action. Um, I, I enjoyed watching kickboxing. I just, uh, don't get to watch it, especially heavyweight kickboxing. Uh, I feel like that's something that almost of, of the past, but, uh, cool to see glory have a ma- uh, huge card kind of sucked to watch an event uh, though in the Netherlands with no, uh, no crowd. That's uh, I still haven't gotten used to that. We've been doing this for what a year now, almost. And you know, I don't know about you, but it felt nice to see some fans at the UFC event a couple weeks back.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely liked hearing the, uh, the, the cheers again. I mean, um, I, uh, the way that, that, the apex and stuff is set up and maybe some of those fight island cards maybe the the noise from the corner made up for it but uh it was definitely a welcome uh even dana white couldn't hide his um his joy of having uh fans back as much as he would rather sell out an arena i think that may i mean he still i don't think he said he changed his mind on that yet but we know he changes his mind all the time but um i know there's they're doing something for 259 right to get fans in uh like a contest yeah, or something.
1: Yeah, it's a contest only for two fans, so they're gonna yeah. draw one name, and uh, somebody will be lucky enough to uh, to get to attend that. That's a cool fight card, three title fights to, to, yeah. to sit in a small arena like that is uh, is really a once in a lifetime experience for whoever. The heck yeah, you
0: know. I'm sure you got to make time for like you know all the COVID testing and stuff like that. Being part of that bubble um you know especially having to be stricter and stuff like that so that's gonna be tough to pull off but uh you know i feel like that's why we're getting a lot of like um delayed you know like xfc is a a pushback about a month i think uh there's news out there that bell tour is probably not going to get started until april now um i haven't seen anything official on that yet but um the first i saw the 25th of february now now i'm seeing early april but um which not for nothing, given the the goddamn weather out here, because Mohegan Sun is in the northeast. You know that would be the safest, but that would be the smarter move for them as far as logistics and getting around. Because right now, you know, you can't do jack shit here in the, with this goddamn storm that happened. So yeah, which is why which is why I'm drinking bourbon on, on this episode yeah. <laughs> of Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Spent the no, day I- shoveling my car.
1: Yeah. Historically, you'd be getting ready for like a back-to-back night Bellator in February. Mm -hmm. That had kind of become a tradition out there in Connecticut. So Um, I can see why. I I think right now, everybody feels like things are kind of turning the corner. And now that some fans are starting to be allowed... Even if we made it even if they made it where it was like only vaccinated fans were be allowed, there's gonna come a point where we're gonna be able to have some fans in arenas and I think uh Bellator, which you said, I, I saw ninth and the ninth and the sixteenth were apparently booked by Bellator. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what arena, but uh they had locked up those days. Um Well it'd so be Mohegan be- Sun
0: just because that's their bubble. Like it, where else they're gonna Yeah, yeah, go? yeah,
1: yeah. If they're gonna stay in the bubble. You're you're yeah. right. You're right. If the if the bubble's a thing that, that that's still uh Still, what we're going to go with, probably. I imagine they'll probably use that through the into the summer uh, until until they can really start doing it. But um, I, I, I imagine they want to get some fans. I mean, if you look at Bellator, we got you got their uh, featherweight Grand Prix. Uh, I mean, McKee and, uh, and Pitbull. Um, you know, you're getting to a point where you're going to have some mega fights. And uh, they're just going to want to do it in front of people. So we're seeing the ninth and the sixteenth for the return of Bellator, which is nice. Uh, a little farther off than I would have liked. Um, also, uh, I believe it was the, uh, was it the twenty third and the thirtieth for PFL? Is what the date? April, are? yeah. April. So right now, yeah, between PFL, it's funny too because we were arguing who was going to have what. Was it Wednesday night? And now they're both they're both booking Friday night shows shows again. So that seemed to be a short lived uh yeah. battle of the weekday, you know. Which is
0: weird because I thought Thursday was a nice um Or Thursday I mean, Yeah, it would have been a nice Thursday would have been a nice and PFL has done Thursdays before, but maybe I mean, you know, who knows what's happening now with all the all the broadcasting stuff and scheduling and logistics that's going on. Again, I mean it's a new year, new things going on. And, um, you know, like you said, with the vaccinations and stuff, I mean, it sucks that we have to talk about COVID when it comes to things like this, but it literally affects everything we're doing now. So, Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I I, I just it's weird to me that everything that I've read, including like other things opening up, um, like in the township here that I I live in and stuff uh, like April seems to be that magic uh, month for some reason, I guess because it's the first quarter get through the, to see how the first quarter goes and then you know what i mean then everyone's going to try to do something again but um again i mean here in the northeast uh, uh I, I don't mind that bellator would wait until at least the weather is not a factor on top of covid regulations and safety
1: yeah no i mean traveling in the mess that as a, as i'm
0: hit rocking my bellator hoodie
1: <laughs> yeah exactly i mean you got your hoodie i got my i wore my <laughs> Fader shirt of glorious victory because you know I'm not shoveling snow today forever. <laughs> <laughs> <But or> forever. <laughs> it's 73 degrees today which yeah. is actually it's been colder but uh nothing like the chaos that's uh, going on in your part of the country. But um PFL so the BFL 23rd of of uh of April uh they've released their uh flyweight was it their flyweight and their light or, I'm sorry their featherweight and featherweight. their lightweight division 145 yeah. and 155. Um,
0: yeah, let me pull up those names. Uh, they have the press release on their website, so I'll pull that up. Uh, as they sent out emails this morning, and there were some nice graphics, but I couldn't find that on their website. So here, here's the names.
1: So fans watching, so uh, right now the the featherweight division includes uh, some names that some might recognize. Names: Tyler Diamond uh, is a name I believe he was the contender series uh or ultimate fighter super familiar name bubba jenkins um
0: bubba jenks yeah i remember yeah, him from uh from Bellator fought in Bellator, and, fought, he had did the uh tippa fighter was a, he was a big advocate for tippa fighter mm-hmm,
1: during, when he was in uh i think it was rfa at that time mm-hmm. uh shaman morais who's who's fought in ufc several times lance palmer uh the two-time champion going for his third uh his third million meal? dollar check <laughs> Uh, So that's some of the big names right there at featherweight uh, with still two spots to be filled. Uh, Be interesting to kind of see how that unfolds. Um, You know, the names up there, uh, obviously it's, there's a coin flip. When you get to the lightweight division, uh, really, you got some superstar names. Mm -hmm. Uh, Aliyev Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mercier, uh, Abin Mercier uh, makes his return to Bellator Uh, clay collard, who
0: been been making some waves in boxing, coming back to MMA. correct uh
1: yeah johnny case uh made a name for himself in ryzen uh marcine held who was a long time bellator leg locker (laughs) yep uh you know he's been doing a lot of grappling and stuff uh lately in polaris and other things and then uh obviously uh the big name on that list uh is anthony pettis um that's a that's a lot of good names in that tournament i i I wasn't sure how they were going to deal with pettis but uh there's about three or four or five matchups on there that I'd be happy to see him fight.
0: It'll well, it's be- no secret that, um, I mean, you know, by now everyone knows that the 155 pound division throughout the entire sport of MMA is just like a murderer's row. So all these guys are, uh, I mean, like the names we read off and Natan Schultz is their champion from previous seasons. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see. And 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 just their format makes it an even playing field. And you see, they have some dates here. Uh with the, with the, you were mentioning April 23rd, the 29th, May 6th, June. So they have, it looks like they are they have their first few events of the season ready to go. I don't see anything about a location, um, but I would imagine it's someplace, you know, another bubble type of atmosphere. Probably some studio somewhere somewhere. Um, You know, uh, with the ESPN, I think ESPN headquarters are in Connecticut. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to jump in on that. uh, That uh, there's another name for the the fight sphere because they used it for basketball and boxing. I forget the other name for it, but uh, who knows? Who knows what they're going to use? But I mean, they definitely have things uh, they could do it.
1: Palooza or something like that. I forgot
0: what it was. (laughs) I know. I know. I shared the Mohegan Sun's newsroom article about it earlier today, and it slips my mind, but. You know, um, a bubble, Bubbleville—that's what they called it, there Bubbleville. It. Yeah. It so, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I don't know why. Let's see if we could see if we could. I know because didn't Verdoom sign with them too? I'm trying to see if we could see some other weight classes. These are all the featherweights and lightweights. They're probably saving that for another big. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: we got big, you know we got uh, at one seventy. I'm assuming we're going to get something with Rory McDonald. Mm, and then, yeah. And then yeah, Ed Verdun at heavyweight. Um. So yeah, the
0: the regulars. Uh, what's the Hawaiian kid's name? That's slipping my mind. Uh, Ray Cooper. Um. You know, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure he's because uh, he's a champion, so he'd be. I know that's one of the things they said. The champions are definitely already like invited back. So uh, he's been a PFL staple. Kind of became one of their names from since they started so um
1: yeah no yeah. i mean so far so good on those rosters i hope they get started uh I again i'm not sure why we got to go back till april to get it rolling with them but uh they're just uh they're gonna push fate and, and take a whole year and a half off and see how it unfolds
0: yeah oh, andre harrison i say, is he is he back this season i don't know because he's a featherweight but I didn't see Cur- his name on you know, the list.
1: Listed currently, but there is the still two two spots to be filled. Yeah,
0: so maybe they're waiting on him to see what's going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how when we when it all unfolds because I don't know what the contracts with all these guys how that's gonna that's gonna work out. Um, you know, some of them probably avoided contracts, and I mean, shit's got to be crazy when you don't have anybody fight for a year and a half under your promotion.
0: Um, well, we got a question from a viewer watching us live. What's your thought on that? We were trying not to talk about it, but I guess we got him now. What's your thoughts on Askren versus Jake Paul? I guess we should address it.
1: Well, his next question is, is it good or bad for the sport? I think that's an easier question. I have no problem addressing it. We got a a world-class fighter in Ben Askren and, and, uh, and, and, Jake Paul, <laughs> uh, I, I know you just agree that you're going to start calling him the Pauls, uh, just to avoid any kind of confusion. Because uh, I keep but, confusing
0: him, Yeah, I didn't know there you was. You know, a my
1: initial thought was that Ben Askren's going to get beat up. Um, I don't know anymore. I, 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 you know, I saw somebody with common sense going, "Hey, he was a world champion wrestler. He was a world champion MMA fighter. Uh, the dude's just not going to go in there and, and lay an egg." Um, I don't know, good or bad for the sport. I don't think it's anything for the sport. Um, I, I, I enjoy the entertainment access, entertainment aspect of the sport. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I like the freak shows. I like rising. Uh, I like crazy rising. I like tag team MMA. I like sumo. I like, Mm -hmm. I like the crazy stuff. So, uh, I might not be the right person to ask when it comes to good or bad for the sport. I don't think I think it's irrelevant for the sport. Um, I think it's good for Ben Askren's. uh, bank account and i think that that's really the the thing that everybody should focus on win or lose is the fact that uh a dude who went you know one and two in the ufc uh had a tough road uh is probably going to cash the biggest paycheck that he's ever seen so
0: yeah um, and and, and i mean and maybe he'll you know maybe he'll he'll win who knows I, i know uh you know people keep commenting on how how his his striking was never his his thing you know it was always to set up his uh his wrestling and, and grind dudes out and grind out victories. You know, his, uh, we didn't see him at his worst until he got to the UFC, which was post his retirement announcement when he retired. It was issue. he was like 19 and 0 when he announced his retirement. Then he came to the UFC, and, you know, that then, uh, it's, it's like he got, uh, you know, he got the, uh, the, the toughest fights he's ever fought there. Mind you, I mean, he had, I mean, there's things that, that came out later, uh, stuff that obviously he needed hip replacement surgery, which he had, um, but um, I mean, if all those fights like he's really going to have to, and I saw he's working with Duke Rufus and stuff for just focusing on boxing. Um, I mean, it's not you can't say it's bad because it's bringing attention. So it's always good for the sport as a business model, and and that's one thing that Jake Paul said after the 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 last uh, boxing thriller thing that he did. Uh, right? He was he was the one that knocked out the ba- the same guy Is this the same guy that knocked out the basketball player? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, so, like, but, like, uh, one of the things he said was, like, you know, one thing if it's under the rules of boxing and, and he can bring more eyeballs to boxing and, and start kind of making a name for himself as a boxer as he gets, you know, more wins or whatever, then he could do something. Be, he could be using whatever gift he has, whatever gift of gab that he has on the internet that has made him such a popular person amongst people younger than myself um you know maybe he can use that to help uh, boost combat sports maybe not just boxing because obviously he's fighting a a former mma guy so maybe if that if that helps combat sports i don't think you can say it's bad at all and i know it's fun to hate on him and stuff like that but i mean you know it's it's something that's in our radars whether we admit it like myself or not we all we both knew about it. We haven't talked about it on this show up until now, but um, you know, it's 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 you know, if to be fair, it's it's it is good for it's good for the sport and on the business sense when you need eye and something that needs eyeballs and advertisers and stuff like that.
1: Well, I think I think the bad for the sport side comes is everybody's assuming he's gonna Ben Askren's gonna get his ass whooped, and you know, I. If you break it down, you know from what we saw, yeah, that's what you would think just off the last, you know, what we saw last. Um, I do think that uh, Jake Paul didn't—he had no threat from Nate Robinson, so the dude's one and zero in boxing, I think. And that one fight, like there was, he didn't get hit, he didn't get extended. Mm. You know, it, it was nowhere a threat. You know, Ben Askren came to the UFC and he got into it with Robbie Lawler, but there was really no stand up. Lawler dumped him on his head. They, you know. Beat the hell out of him on the ground, and then he got caught in a bulldog choke. Mass all fight lasted five seconds. There wasn't a single punch thrown in the fight by either fighter.
0: Mm-hmm. And then he
1: fought Damian, Ma- excuse me, and they fought Damian Maya, who he should outstrike, but Maya has been known to, you know, step up to the game and have decent striking. And he's always he's a super threat of submissions and everything else. So we didn't really see Ben Askren ever have to use any stand up or even have to try to defend it. With that said, his fights in. One, he did have some fights where he had good striking. That was different, dirty striking. A lot of it was with the threat of his wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would assume, and maybe I shouldn't assume in this sport, but I'm going to assume that he's got better head movement and better defense than Nate Robinson. Like, I, I, I think that that should be something that is is a fair assumption. You know, <laughs> I mean, basketball player versus Bellator and one MMA champion, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to assume that he's going to be able to land some punches on Paul. Even if they're not super hard punches, it, I think that there will be a little bit of a, uh, of a, you know, I think that Paul's going to have to learn a lot, too. And, you know, it's not just going to be a walkthrough. I don't think he just finishes um, Ben Askren with like, you know, like he did uh, Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson's going to know, you know, Ben Askren if anything will cover up and take a beating, but I don't see him and just that- opening up his chin to get killed
0: this last question from uh, up north of 60 how does it change the game of self-promotion moving forward with other fighters i mean i i think either you have the gift of self-promotion or you don't i mean the thing about combat sports is if you um if you're not good at it but you're a very good fighter there's not you don't have to do much to to promote yourself i mean look khabib is not on social media all that often and you know, all he did was rack up 29 wins and everybody knows who he is. I mean, we beat beat the best of the best. So um, it it seems to be a necessary ingredient in in marketing yourself. And and, uh, I know uh, all the fighters we've talked to on this show and, and the interviews I've done for the various outlets that I contribute to. um, A lot of them have commented like, you know, I, 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 you know, that it's something that they know is part of what is necessary these days. I mean, Look at uh, the McGregor Poirier. That happened because they, the two interacted with each other on Twitter and the UFC didn't want to not be involved with it. And that's how we got UFC 257. So um, I, I don't know if it changes the game or makes it more necessary or less necessary, but it, it's definitely something that, um, especially, I mean, you look at who's promoting the event. Triller is a social media app, it's the uh, American version of TikTok, from what I understand. So. You know, I mean, it's kind of it's it's kind of the new way of doing things now. People are staring at their phones more than they stare at anything else. Sometimes more than TV. So,
1: you know, it is it is a um, it is a direct route for the fighter now. You know, that's something Mm -hmm. that they have. You know, before Twitter, obviously, and even in the la you know it's a it's a way for every you know same way we get a hold of fighters occasionally you know you can get a hold of them on Twitter. The, the, the communication is there. So a guy like Ben Askren who who ten years ago really wouldn't have had any voice in the sport any longer. You know, he 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 was a retired fighter. Um he would have faded off probably maybe done some interviews. Now he can go on social media, he can take jabs at people and, and it creates something like this. So I think there is something to be said about you know, self-promotion. The great fighters probably don't need to worry much about it, but um, I I think this will allow uh, some more fights to happen kind of organically with dudes, you know, talking smack, especially guys that are not under contract with the UFC. I think we could see a point where, uh, you know, you you get more legends fights with, uh, you know, like if Bisbing had a good eye, it's hard to believe that he wouldn't necessarily want it to be, get kind of in this mix a little bit
0: well yeah wasn't he one of the ones that got called out i mean which is i mean jake paul must not have done his homework on bisping because bisping is known to run after people as soon as they say his name in a a, a challenging manner but um yeah i mean it is what it is uh that actually i felt like that would have been more of a, you know that would have been more of a a less questionable fight i mean have we checked the odds on that i mean isn't i think askrin's currently the underdog on that isn't he
1: Probably, but um, you got to realize again, though, how odds are set. Odds are set to to attract people to bet on a certain dude. And I would think that there's going to be very not that much money coming in from the Askren side. I would think you're just going to get a ton of YouTubers betting on on Jake Paul. So if I'm the gambling line, I'm probably want to make sure that Paul's the favorite because I would guess the most money is going to be coming in on him. Because I don't think you're going to be getting a lot of the educated gamblers here. You know, you're you're going to be getting dudes who have twenty dollars in their PayPal account opening their first online bet thing to to bet on somebody. I think is how it is. Um With that said, I probably would wouldn't touch anybody with any money on it for depending on what the odds are. But I, uh you know, Askren again. It's it's what have you done for me lately? So a lot of people are going to probably undervalue Askren.
0: Yeah, because of the losses. Maybe, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, the, the casual combat sports fan doesn't know about his accolades in Bellator. And one, they know that he, you know, got knocked out by Jorge Masvidal. It, they, they show it on the on the social media every five minutes. So, anyway, that's uh, I guess that's all we should say about that. It was yeah, uh, yeah,
1: something we didn't expect to talk about, yeah. but uh, we appreciate the questions and, and obviously the uh, the viewership from uh, up north of sixty uh, watching on YouTube. Um, this weekend, we do get back some action now. Uh, Friday night, uh, we get the big BKFC Knuckle Mania event um, that uh, we've been talking about or rumored to be talking about for a while. The debut of Paige Van Zandt uh, to the bare-knuckled squared circle. There's the We have the poster for anybody watching. The top three fights on the card, Paige Van Zandt versus Britton Hart. Johnny Bedford. Uh, Defends his bantamweight championship against Dat Win and Chris Lieben, uh in a featured bout against Quentin Henry. Uh, two big hard hitters at that weight class. You know, it's bare knuckle fighting, dude. <laughs> it's Florida. It's the weekend before the Super Bowl. Um, I uh, I usually have nothing. I I don't like, and I, I have no problem. I don't like that they're doing a regular pay per view. I don't like that this is forty dollars and not available on their app. We are pushing their app between Joey Beltran and Chris Lytle on the show, and then and, you know I go around telling everybody to get the damn app. And then the first day, <laughs> and then they cancel two events from COVID, and all of a sudden now we get a forty dollar pay per view. So my hey, bad. They if- got to
0: they got to find a way to pay Paige in, You know they got to make up for that money for all these contracts they're putting out. So I mean, listen, it is what it is. It's it's the nature of the business, but uh. I feel, uh, uh, one thing about the, uh, I mean, she's something about her talking about, uh, self-promotion. I mean, she's been promoting herself for a while on, on social media. So this fight is definitely going to be, uh, if, if people, this is, this is going to be drawing in the way, I mean, you know, this is, this is like drawing in the casual combat sport fan to, to something that's, that's always been kind of taboo, which is to me, I mean, we've talked about it before. It's always odd that people find bare knuckles so, so strange. I mean, it's just boxing without gloves and kind of like, it's a little more bloodier. Sure. But you know, um, not for nothing. I mean, I, uh, I wasn't too surprised when, when she, when she made the, the move to bare knuckle. And the interesting thing was, I just, I just wrote the piece over at Miami news.com was that she just found out herself uh, earlier this week when she spoke to TMZ that uh, the, the contract she has with BKFC uh, leaves the door open for her to pers- to take an MMA fight if she wants to. So she's training at American Top Team for this. Um, she's only focusing on boxing. I don't know much about uh, Britton Hart that she's fighting, but, um, I mean, have, I don't know if you've seen her fight before. And you've watched more Bare Knuckle than I have. But, um, I mean, I'm kind of excited to to see. I'm always excited to see how they Kind of like when Paulie Malignaggi fought Artem Lobov. You know, I... I was excited for that uh, just because it was a true boxer coming into bare knuckle uh, that, that, you know, has fought at the highest levels of boxing. So um, I'm kind of, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm I'm hoping to get a score of code to watch this myself.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Like I said, I attended the one a few months back. It was out of control. Crazy. I, uh, I, Britton Hart, her opponent, um, I've seen her fight. I guess three or four times now um, she did draw uh Beck Rawlings and Christina Ferreira uh, in her first two bouts, which she mm-hmm. lost. But those two chicks or those two fighters are, uh, are, are probably the one in the two ranked uh, female fighter in BKFC. So that's a tough draw to come into. She did win her last fight um, at BKFC 14. She won by knockout in the fourth round. Uh, it's not the easiest fight for page fans at, I was surprised that, but the way this fight unfolded kind of WWE style, uh, Hart came into the ring challenged her kind of a lot of nonsense over the top, uh, stupid talk, but that stupid talk basically kind of, I don't know if it was always the plan for the fight. Um, but, uh, but it's, it's a good fight, um, hart has been through it. I, uh, she's been bloodied up uh, pages, obviously been bloodied up in MMA BKFC. Although like, we don't understand why people like, people hate it. It is its own ball game. It is mm-hmm. something totally different. Um, I see, uh, spark Yuri on YouTube chiming in. Do you think Johnny Bedford's going to get that win? Uh, nice little play off the words. I do think Johnny Bedford gets the win. He is five and zero in BKFC, um, Best record in the organization.
0: Uh, is this Lieben's last fight? I mean, I, I thought I read something that this is kind of like him trying to walk away from combat sports for good it, after this one.
1: That's what. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what seems to be the word, um, and seems to be like the way he's um, putting stuff out on Twitter and stuff about one last time and all that stuff. So I kind of hope it is. Uh, he, you know, he had to retire a couple years back from MMA from the UFC for some health issues that. Apparently got resolved, um, and he's been fairly successful in BKFC. Uh, he's two and one um, in in the not all with this promotion, but in his listed fights for uh, bare knuckle. The duties fighting's a tough dude, big hard hitter. Um, you know, coming off of uh, he's got two wins in a row in BKFC. Um, it's going to be a heck of a fight. Obviously, a pull in for Chris Lieben. Uh, he's living down here in San Diego now. He was doing some refereeing. Um, uh, you know, th- to me, that fight is just one where I kind of just would like to see Lieben win. But, you know, obviously, I always like to see brawls, but I don't want to see him get take anything crazy. He's been through battles, but, dude, he's getting into it right now, and I don't think he walks away from this without some serious damage.
0: No, Uh, and I would, I would like to see him officiate and stuff more, like more big league uh, fights. I think you need more former fighters as officials and referees and judges and things like that. Just, uh, I think that'll get rid of a lot of the, uh, you know, bad judging and bad refereeing that we, we see, you know,
1: people that can answer for it. You know, if Lieben makes a decision that's controversial, I I don't think he's going to duck away from trying to let people know what, what he saw or why he thought he saw it or no, you know whatever uh, I, and he was doing a ton of refereeing out here but with the damn covid you know we have no there's no probably. small MMA he, he there's no events for yeah. him to to judge or to uh, to officiate right now so um you know I, I if it's his last fight man the dude's been a warrior i mean i i was there when he knocked out Vanderlei Silva something i never thought i would friggin' ever see in my life so uh you know the dude has just been a warrior since day 1 but that's BKFC Friday night. Uh, is it five o'clock or six o'clock start time? At uh, nine,
0: nine p.m. Eastern, so that's six p.m. Your, t- uh, your time.
1: Yeah, I believe that's the start of the pay per view. The prelims likely start at eight p.m. Eastern. That's what it looks like according to.
0: I think Apple. they're on Fight TV, uh, for free. The prelims before the pay per view. kicks That's usually
1: off. the case. Usually they'll be. This is a... right now. They have. Um... What do I got here? Uh two, three, four. Yeah. It looks like there'll be two or three prelims, assuming nobody drops off. So there'll be two or three Mm -hmm. free ones. Then the pay-per-view is available through uh, your TV pay-per-view broadcasters. And uh, the fight app um, is the easiest way I know how to get it. So uh, that's Friday. I definitely have that on my calendar. And uh, how do you want that main event to go down? Do you want to see Paige VanZant be successful or do you want to just see her just get beat?
0: Um no, I don't want to see her get beat. I mean, she's a uh, I don't know. I I've probably told this story on the podcast before, but um like I I was uh one of these guys that was judgmental of her because of all of her, you know, cutie pie stuff that she did and dancing with the stars, but in her loss to uh, Rose Namajunas in UFC is when she won me over. She lost, but her that's when I was like this chick is not just another pretty face. She's she definitely not comes to fight, and she likes to fight, and um, that's why I'm not surprised that she's doing BKFC, and um, it looks like she's focusing on all the right things. She seems uh, reinvigorated and excited to do it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, listen, her uh, her striking was probably the best part of her MMA like uh, skill set, um, you know before she walked away from the sport, uh, she started getting more into jujitsu. And uh, she even said that even though she trained at ATT, like when she signed this, this BKFC contract, she's, she's been focusing exclusively on striking. So whatever she did good, she's only going to be better at. Um, I know they call her 12 gauge uh, page because uh, something about her father liking hunting or something like that. But uh, you know, I mean, she's definitely somebody that uh, that uh, moves forward and, and, Throws a lot of a lot of punches as long as she doesn't have to deal with takedown attempts and stuff like that, which is not something. I mean, I know BKFC kind of forces the action with that weird round ring that they use and stuff like that, and not a lot of space for footwork or whatever. So, um, I just I think it's right up her alley. Actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she uh, if she does well. My only concern is she's got that weird, you know, arm of hers. She had that surgery. The uh, I, I'm worried about how fragile her bones are because uh, you know, if that happens to her arm more than twice, I'm wondering how her hands are gonna handle the impact of uh going against someone's, you know, skull with just uh whatever the hell they use in Florida for BKFC. I know they make them use some weird kind of hand wrap that has the knuckles exposed still. Um we'll see. I the, whatever they did with uh I mean they did that I think Paulie wore those around his hands and he still broke his hands. I mean he's been he's been known to have some some pretty fragile hands himself so uh i just hope that's not something that happens to her but hey all, all power to her for being brave and and you know not uh you know she's uh she's uh doing something that most people to look at her would think she wouldn't do so i'm 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 excited for it
1: yeah no i'm excited i'll be cheering for her i i do think she's gonna have trouble in this first fight though i i think the height she's three or four inches shorter. Uh, than her opponent, um, and her opponent's, you know, a scrapper, but I, I we'll see. I, you know, it's one of those things. I don't know if you can ever yeah, predict like, how I'll, somebody's going to react to this.
0: I'm wondering if the experience that Hart has over her in BKFC, just having felt the, you know, she's used to the ring, she's used to, to the setup, and she knows how it's going to feel on her hands, whereas Paige is like, she's probably, you know, these guys, I, I know we talked about it with uh, Beltran when we had it on, and Lytle, you know, they, 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 train as close as they can, but with, with the gloves on and stuff. But when you're in there and, and it's the, the skin on skin and, and bone on bone um, and it might, it might be different, you know, when they do it live. um, So we'll see. I mean, that's, that's the whole point of, uh, you know, that's the interest factor in this where we, we, we have to see it to see what happens. So. Yeah. Uh, no,
1: I'll a hundred percent be watching and uh, I'd recommend all, all, combat fans do um but for those that don't want to pay 49.95 or 40 whatever 39.99 uh on friday they can spend what 5.99 on ESPN plus <laughs> uh to get the ufc card as the ufc returns from a couple weeks away following the poirier mcgregor mega v- event it's so the um, first time
0: first event back in vegas at the apex um which is kind of cool i mean it's nice to been back home yeah yeah
1: small cage i i uh, i like it and uh whoo for a fight night card this one's a, a doozy man I, I feel sorry for the fans that don't have espn plus because this is actually you know uh there's a handful of fights uh, just a quick shout out on the on the prelims justin james who was a guest on the show uh steps in late late
0: i know like like yesterday right they may announce yeah, that. yeah, yeah
1: like in the last 40 hours it's not uh, even it's not
0: updated on the website yet on the course. ufc
1: side. i'm looking at Tapology. he's fighting yeah. Devonte smith who's 10 and 2 fighter so best of luck to justin james uh as he steps up uh molly mccann uh, i know you're a fan of hers she is also on the prelims
0: Um well, but, Lin- uh, lynch who's been on the podcast james lynch did a really interesting interview that i wrote about over at mmanews.com um she uh with the COVID stuff and where she's at in the UK talking about the horrible weather we have here, she's been dealing with it there. And she compared uh, her training to training like uh, Rocky four, the way Rocky trained for Ivan Drago and Rocky four. So, <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, uh, and, and that's they talking about somebody that's a, uh, that's uh you know, that's just a banger. Um, that's kind of like what she's going to be coming at, at this fight with. In that interview, she kind of said like, you know, before the fight that she she suffered the losses from was because they kept trying to make her like a counter puncher or, or mold her into something that she wasn't. And they're like, you know, her her team just said, you know what? Just do your thing when you go. And, you, you know, because that's how you that's how she got to the UFC. I don't know why they tried to change her. And apparently they woke up and, and saw that.
1: Yeah, she's been on a little bit of a roll lately, though. So we will uh, see if she continues that. Pretty much from the top prelim on, this card is... Uh, mm-hmm borderline pay-per-view. And I know
0: we're showing the uh, the UFC's website, but they haven't updated it with the changes. Just real- yeah, so,
1: so the Michael Johnson, the fight, the prelim fight that jumps out to me is the top one. Obviously, uh, not the best records in the world, but 19 and 16, Michael Johnson faces off with uh, one of the all-timers, uh, 35 and 20, uh, Clay Guida. Again, the UFC website is off by multiple fights in their records, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, uh, it's... It, talk about two dudes who have fought in everybody these yeah. dudes you know and and their records show it because you can only fight gilbert melendez and khabib and dustin poirier and you know all these other dudes so many times before uh you start collecting some l's but uh good fight man two good guys of the sport uh two guys i've had the pleasure to meet and both were friendly as all hell um not gonna pick a winner but it's definitely a fight that uh
0: I wish you could bet on whether or not uh, Clay Guida is going to burp in between rounds. If they go, more more <laughs> I, you
1: know, it, this it's, it, there's a lot of potential in this fight. Uh, you know, the grappling stats all lean towards Guida, but uh, you know, we know Clay Guida can be pulled away from his grappling. If, uh, if the right opponents there and, and, uh, and, and wants to be the second party, <sighs> kind of a slug fest. So be interesting to see how that one folds, but it's a, it's a, great uh, headlining pre- prelim leading into the main card. The uh, the main card then kicks off with a fight that I talked about a couple weeks ago when we were trying to break up the lightweight division following the McGregor, Poirier, Chandler, and uh, uh, Hooker uh, result. Diego Fajeda, Benil Darouche, uh, Fajeda's two losses in MMA, uh, one coming to Darush and one coming to Dustin Poirier. So, this is the first fight in a possible revenge tour uh, as the number tenth ranked Fajeda uh, fights the number thirteenth ranked uh, and Basically, a, a you know, it's a not a title eliminator, but this is like a, a, you know, the winner of this fight jumps into the mix. Yeah. If there is a tournament. The winner of this fight is is at worst an alternate, and, and, and at best moving into like the sixth or seventh spot, I would think.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's one of those, uh, I mean, again, the lightweight division has certainly become a super interesting. Um, like, uh, just like everyone wants to see what happens with it. It's hard to even, um, focus on what's happening. I mean, with the, with the other title pictures, just because of, you know, uh, it's, you know, we, we need to hear Khabib say it publicly, like, stop bothering me. I'm done. So we could, we could really get kind of like, uh, um a roadmap to the what, what to expect with the lightweight division but in the meantime it looks like uh because of that everybody wants is going to be looking to make a name for themselves and this one should certainly be uh fotn fight of the night contender
1: yeah so the one of the you know there's some this is a fight this is a rare fight card where there's actually a couple very meaningful fights that one fight is is a lot um as you scroll through it, Pantoja versus Mano Cape, Cape the former rising champion makes mm-hmm. his UFC debut after a couple other, uh, previous cancellations, uh, 125 pounds, so total, total division. Animal. Yeah. Total animal. Uh, the idea of what, uh, you know, with a big win here, the idea of fights with Moreno and, and Roy Vol and, and figure uh, yeah. uh, Tim Elliott. I mean, Mano Cape is, uh, is, is somebody that's going to, uh, Gonna stir some stuff up. I don't know if he's ever gonna become a world champion, but he's gonna put out some damn highlights in his UFC career.
0: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That's definitely one that's probably going under the radar and and uh, people. I you mean, know, if you don't know about if you don't know about him now, you're gonna know about him after Saturday night. That's for sure.
1: You know the co-main event, uh, Corey Sandhagen, coming off of his big. Uh, oh, is, let me double check so I don't. Fights. uh yeah coming off of his big knockout of marlon Moraes, that was uh the night of bkfc when i was out of town but uh he picked up the big win that night wheel kick knockout uh in a uh big return fight uh after he had lost to uh, Algernon sterling uh in, in pretty rough fashion so he returned got his big knockout frankie edgar uh the always you know what can you say he's your uh tom's river boy uh mm-hmm. from, from your neck of the woods um I'm sure he's glad to be in Vegas this week and not, not here. Him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: but you know, I, we, you know, we haven't done a ton of predictions. I, I have, yeah. I know you're going to go with Edgar cause you're just not oh, yeah. going to against
0: yeah. him. Exactly.
1: <laughs> There's nothing in any of that that makes you think that Frankie Edgar should win that fight, but you know, I'm going to go with Sandhagen. I'm going to go with Sandhagen by decision. You know, I'll probably eat those words, but uh, I, at some point, Edgar's going to, you know, start to. But we always find out their levels. You know, this is Ricky Simone fighting, you know, getting Uriah Faber last minute, the kind yeah. of thing you know. Or, so we'll see. Uh, but god dang i want I, i'd love to see frankie edgar win that you know talk about a future hall of famer and then yeah. my, my two of my guys this is another one man alistair Overeem, the Reem, the combat legend uh former dream former strike
0: 67th fight
1: one for you know former champion of every abu dhabi you know <laughs> the, dude, the dude uh cleans people out uh and he's fighting off against Alexander Volkov, the former Bellator heavyweight champion. Who man, this is a this is a fight, man. This is this is this is Reem going for his four, third win in a row. Would be his fifth out of six and would really set him up for that final run at the title that he's talked about. And then you got Volkov who uh had his tough loss to Blades.
0: Hmm. Uh, but I'm looking at um I'm looking at the odds, various odds, but it looks like uh, Overeem's the underdog in this one, I guess, because of his age and and uh, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, Volkov did rebound; he picked up with the win over Walt Harris uh, in in his last bout. You know, I, I I'm going with Overeem. Uh, Volkov's dangerous. Uh, I don't know if he'll be able to knock out Alistair, though. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think that's the only way you're going to beat Overeem. I don't think any of these heavyweights are going to really beat him on the ground, uh, aside from like a Blades, who just has massive wrestling. No. Uh, but I, I think the majority of these guys is going to be a stand-up fight. And while everything wants to say the younger guy should take the reins, uh, I do believe Overeem's got one more little run in him right now. And he he
0: just his I feel like maybe his experience gives him a little bit more ways to win versus uh you know someone like Volkov who I don't want to say is predictable but he's um you know he's he's definitely I don't think he's going to bring anything that Overeem hasn't seen before the thing about Overeem to me is this is he he can always get caught and he seems to his losses shown that he when he gets caught it's always by something you know I don't want to say random or you know but it's always a shocking like like a lot of his losses are from getting knocked out just massive so, punches, yeah,
1: Massively big dudes,
0: yeah, yeah. So, and 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 this guy is obviously you know six seven if this mm-hmm. is right, yeah. Um, no,
1: he's huge. I've, I've stood next to him,
0: so it's one of those things that are that 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 uh, again favor Volkov against against Overeem. Um, but we'll see, man. I mean, to me, I, I say if if Overeem doesn't get caught with anything uh significant by like second third round. Then it's his fight to win, but uh, if he if he's catching, you know, if he's taking a lot of damage as uh, you know early on, it could be an, an early night. It might not see all all five rounds. So uh, that's a coin toss for me, man. I, I know the 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 odds. I'm checking like random odds all over. I mean, they're not too it's different, but they're
1: close. I, I yeah, you know, it I, is. My thing is, we might see Overeem go back and shoot a takedown in this fight. Because Volkov's weakness is off of his back. Blades yeah. held him down for the whole fight. Um when he lost to Ivanov, um or no Minnikov in, in uh UFC or in, in Bellator. Uh mm-hmm. it was mostly on the ground. Volkov while, you know, he's knocked out I, I was at the ringside when he knocked out Mighty Mo, but it was with a head kick. Um he he does some body work and uh, a lot of times his kicks are what you know head it's you know six seven, he can throw that head kick. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know. He doesn't seem to generally have the one punch knockout power. Um, he's more of a he's more of a communal. You know, add up the strikes um, and then land the one big one. Um, and while that could work on Overeem, I I think I think Overeem avoids the big uh, you know kicks. Uh, and like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Overeem shot a takedown here. In fact, the smart play mm-hmm. probably would be to go for a takedown and try to work some submissions, especially early on in the fight uh, when Volkov's dry. That might be the best way to uh, to try to get this over with. Quaker. Yeah, especially uh,
0: if he gets that magic guillotine on him.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. There's there's certain things there. Obviously, at six seven, it'll be harder to throw a guillotine with somebody unless it happens in a scramble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, man, this is it's a fun fight. You know, this is this is too This is two heavyweights, two legit heavyweights, you know, and uh, it's not a title fight, but this is, you know, these are the fights that I love. This is a, you know, this is a fight that easily could have been taking place in Pride or, you know, any of these over the history of MMA. So I'm going to go with Overeem. It's Overeem fight week for me as far as I'm concerned. Uh, But, uh, you know, but I think it's going to be a banger. Uh, That is uh, this weekend ESPN+ man uh so bkfc friday ufc saturday uh super bowl on sunday for those uh that are into that sport
0: man yeah. <laughs> uh, just, you know you know what i like about the super bowl is i always like to go to a bar and and watch it because of all the wing specials and shit that i and obviously can't do that not only do I, not only is there a pandemic but there's fucking three feet of snow on the ground that I I don't know if it's going to be gone by the time, by the time Sunday comes around.
1: Well, when you question how idiotic your leadership is, realize that mine in California opened up outdoor dining and then within hours of opening up outdoor dining, decided to ban outdoor televisions. So yeah. So that, I mean, apparently it'll be much better to send a bunch of drunks home to one house and not (laughs) spread COVID as opposed to them sitting outdoors, uh, in a controlled environment uh but that's my little the weather's
0: nice and then you weather guys weather. Can still do it yeah jesus christ at least yeah. they're not trying to force you to do it in, in this which is actually something that happens out here so jeez,
1: oh, you know yeah <laughs> yeah 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 we'll end it right there but uh fans <laughs> can always check us out at allaccessmma.com for our video podcast uh anchor apple Podcasts, everything else for the audio version uh fans can check me out matthew hawkins at mma hawk 21 on twitter and instagram follow edit at Carbizal on twitter carb on instagram and Oldhead carb on twitch uh i don't think there's any way we don't have a lot of action this weekend and plenty to talk about next week and so uh enjoy enjoy the next few days and uh get ready to knuckle up on friday
0: yes sir see you see you next week hey guys ed here east coast side of the coast to coast combat hour podcast if you like what we're doing make sure you subscribe on youtube and anywhere you listen to podcasts also if you'd like to help us out and donate uh, the support links are in any of the uh podcast descriptions and in some of the links are also provided on our youtube channel the Blogboard jungle um thanks again for listening and if you give us some support we'll give you a shout out on the podcast maybe uh bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.